You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of Good Lad Unscripted. I'm Terry Goodlad, your show host, and today, as usual, as most of my shows, I have Anna Tigre, my beautiful wife. We are fresh out of the gym. I just had a big bucket of coffee. So that doesn't mean we're fresh. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're fresh out of, out of the gym, but we're not fresh. <laughs> I, I wanted to shower. The, the, the thing is, is that the kids just went down and if we don't knock this podcast out immediately and shower later, <laughs> exactly. we'll have kids on the podcast with us, right? As it is, we've already got dogs on the podcast. How do you feel, Terry, after a bucket of coffee? <laughs> okay. I'm not a coffee drinker. Anna got me drinking coffee. And the problem is, is that I talk really fast and I talk a lot. And he doesn't let me talk. And so she threatened to kick me on the chin. Now, I'm not sure if she meant the chin or my shin. But either way, if I talk too much, I'm going to get kicked. I can, I am that flexible. (laughs) You're pretty flexible. You could kick me anywhere, right? (laughs) But if you wanted to be under the table, I can kick you on the shin. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Today's topic, we, you know, we just got talking about this before we recorded the show and decided, hey, this is something we need to talk about. Well, many things have happened lately. Uh-huh. That brought up the subject. <laughs> Anna's had coffee too, so she's no better than me. She's sitting there trying to judge me, but she really has no right. I'm judging you. Um, this whole, I, I'm 60 years old. You're. Are you really? You're a sprightful 44. Because you do not act like it. <laughs> <laughs> I got carded somewhere recently. That that used to be a really bad thing to say to somebody, and now that I'm Don't. 44. That's a huge compliment, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. What? You're 44? You don't dress like yeah, it. You don't. Oh, look, thank you. No, somebody told me the other day that I didn't look 60. You don't. You really, really don't. That was, yeah, you don't. And I certainly don't act it. Definitely. Oh, definitely. And, and on, on that note. Mm-hmm. The acting note or the looking note? The acting note. Yes. I honestly think that, yeah, and we're going to list it all, everything that we do to try to stay young and keep up with our kids and everything blah, in, blah, blah. Everything. But in my opinion, the mm-hmm. number one reason people age is because they allow their minds to go down that road, that direction, which says... You know, I'm and that's it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back <laughs> next week with another show. On. <laughs> no, but seriously, like if you if you put milestones as a way of like, I need to change the way I dress. I need to change what I do. I need to change. And I'm not saying it's not different because I mean, let's be honest. At 44, I go to the gym and I don't recover from my workout as fast as I used to at 24. That's a given. But that doesn't mean, mean that I would just give it up and like okay, now I'm going to, you know, just stretch. You know what I mean? Yeah. You uh, there's, do there's because a lot of you things are the that, same way. You a, go in and you go, like, try to lift more than the 20-year-olds at the okay. gym. I've seen you. Try? <laughs> Have you ever not 
lifted what I wanted <laughs> to lift. There you go. See? Have ever not done and it? And then what happens? It's not try. What, so it's so stated, stated clearly, home? stated honestly. <laughs> I go into the gym and I kick butt. <laughs> and then well, I'm a little stiff for a couple of days. <laughs> and then Terry's home nothing, in the bathtub with Epsom salts. Nothing that Epsom salts well, and aspirin got, can't cure. I was going to the leg press and there was this guy there <laughs> thinking he was the shit. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So you lifted way too much after not doing legs for three months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did it. That's what keeps you young, Terry. That's well, here's what the keeps thing. you here's young. Here's the thing. I, I did that when I was 20 and I'm still doing it at 60, so... Yeah, it's it's See? just I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, dead. And and on that note, you have and changed how thing. you train. And here's the thing. Here's the reality. I chose a perfect spouse. Now your choice <laughs> of someone to spend the rest of your life with is a little suspect. I think you I think you're really weak in that area. You think I had too much coffee before? I, I think you it. had too much or not enough of something, but no, no, on a serious note, we, we got talking about this, about the kids and the reality is, is our kids are three, three and four, mm -hmm. right? So, and I'm 60. So and why do we, when so we get a math. new baby? Yeah. And you were actually, okay, this week, you guys, and uh, I can't even mention because nobody's going to be on my side on this one, but somebody contacted us about a one-year-old. And we just don't have the, we, we really don't have the space or the beds for it or anything like that. But Well, uh, we didn't we, have it fast enough. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think three I is, is a full enough three, house. With three a, is an odd number and there's always somebody left out. And when you have four. That's why I'm the fourth. <laughs> yes. The fourth infant that we have. No, but yeah, there are three, three and four. And well, my point was this, is that three, three, and four, and so you do the math. By the time they're done high school and they go to either a trade school, a vocational school, or college, you know, I'm going to be f just finishing paying for a bachelor's degree when I'm 80, <laughs> yeah. right? So I'm not ever really going to see retirement, right? I, I retired last September briefly for, what was it, about like four or five days? And what has happened to every single person that you know that has There's retired? so many that have fallen over dead. I hate to say that, but it's true. And I've seen it. I'm not going to mention any names. I've seen it in my own family that as soon as people Retire that are used going to going, 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 as yeah. soon as you slow down. Well, in, in the reality, in my situation, there's... You have no choice. Well, I, I have no choice because <laughs> my wife told me what we're doing, consulted me, but already had the order in before I got a chance to give my ver my version of what we should do. But, but no, seriously... Um, I think doing what I do, I, I'm one of those guys that did jobs that I hated for a long, long time. And now I do what I love to do. I love writing. I love shooting video and creating video and telling stories. I love, you know, uh, writing. I love all that kind of stuff. I, I enjoy doing these podcasts. I love doing them with you, you know? And so, you know, is it work? Well, I, I suppose it's a responsibility, right? But I would do this... I hope I'm still doing this stuff when I'm 80, right. you know, 90 and beyond, right? I don't know what I'd do if I had all this taken away from me and I had to sit there and stare at the plants. Well, you so would go think, downhill fast yeah, like exactly. everybody and else. that's the thing. Like I see people, you know, it's just, and I remember that. I remember being a cop and just, okay, I've got this many years to retire. When right. I retire, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And, yep. and you see so many of those guys and, you know, they're retired and it's fun for a couple of weeks. And then it's like, 
but you've been talking about retirement for 25, 30 years, maybe mm-hmm. more. Right. And you get there and it's not what it's all cracked up to be because sitting around doing nothing when you've had a meaningful purpose your whole life or responsibilities and doing nothing is, you know, a lot of, and again, I'm speaking from my own experience and this is something I was told before when I was younger, didn't believe it, but you know, a lot of those guys are, are dying, Yeah, you know? And, uh, and so I don't, you know, and, and the thing, you know, and there's, there's a whole dynamic here that, it, that I think we should talk about too is, is again, that's my situation at 60, I don't want to stop. I want to do more. If anything, I know more than I have no more than I've ever known in my life. I've got more experience than I've ever had in my life. I've got more wisdom than with that experience. I've got more use of our time. We're at an an age now where, you know, when I was 20, we didn't have social media. We didn't have all the technology we have. I did stuff in business that was the hardest way to do Mm -hmm. it. And now it's so incredibly easy. I can't imagine anybody not doing well. Right. You know, you really have to be lazy or a moron or, you know, don't mean to offend anybody, but uh, well, I guess I just did, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but I mean, you really have to come up short to fail at anything. Oh, no, I wouldn't need to try. Yeah. Right. Because there's just so many ways to be successful doing something you truly love in this country and really in this world. And so, and so I digress, but the point is, is work is fun now. Because you can do, I could, to do what I did as a photographer was extremely rare and extremely difficult. And now anybody can do it with an iPhone. With film, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And earn as much or more. Right. As I did. And so, and so the thing of it is, is it's like, why would I want to stop? That's my point. The other part of that equation is, but you have a 60 year old body. Exactly. And so you've got a mind that is going a million miles an hour and I've never had more value, equity, worth than I do now in my head, all this experience and wisdom and knowledge and all that kind of stuff. But I've got a 60 year old body that is perched on. And so the other part of it becomes looking after that 60 year old body. Sure. Become keenly aware of that. When you have toddlers? When you have toddlers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it's like, daddy, daddy, get me now, get me yeah. now. You know, yeah. and they want to play hide and go seek and you got to want to play tag and, and you got to wrestle with three kids down. and turn them upside down yeah. and, you know, and you're huffing and puffing and, uh, you know, and then they, they just want to go and go and go and they want to do the same. Kids want to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, right? And so it's just, you need a lot of energy to mm-hmm. keep up. Mm-hmm. And, and in my opinion, I think if I'm not there for them doing that, that's part of that bonding thing. And, Absolutely. You know, so it's part of their development. So if, I, if you're going to get a puppy, yep. make sure you can look after the puppy and give the puppy every opportunity that puppy On that note, have. you still have puppies to walk. And, and we have puppies to walk <laughs> and stuff like that. And, and I've got this 44-year-old, you know, vixen Wife. to keep up with. <laughs> this one over vixen. here. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, and so that's been, that's been my challenge. And so I've been an athlete my whole life. But I've made some drastic changes in how I train and the kind of training that I do, the frequency that I train. And it's not, oddly enough, it's not train less uh, because I actually have more body aches and injuries and problems and stuff when I train less. I pretty much do something every day now, Mm -hmm. but I don't do it to the degree that I used to do. And I focus more on endurance stuff now. Right. Um, Now Don't lift as heavy. No, but the irony is, is that I'm actually, and I'm kicking myself now, because, uh, you know, there's a time when it, when it was, you know, you want to lift heavy and get big and strong, right. 
now that I've got the endurance, I'm lifting weights that I lifted when I was in my 20s when sure. I was a competitive power lifter. I'm right. lifting those with half the effort right. because I have the endurance. Right. So the strength hasn't gone anywhere. So anyways, it's just, you know, what, what we do is we're in the gym. The workouts are quick. They're intense. Uh, like today, we went in, we did, uh, I, I boxed for seven rounds. Mm-hmm. That's my second, second boxing workout back. So it's only seven rounds. Uh, and then after that, you and I did shoulders. Yeah. Right? So it's 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Now I can do one arm side laterals with 70 pound dumbbells, but today I picked up the 20s. We do 30 seconds left, 30 seconds right, 30 seconds left, 30 seconds right. And it kicks your butt. We only could do four sets. Mm-hmm. And then you can't pick up a kids. And then you can't pick it. <laughs> yeah, you can't pick up your kids after that. But but the thing is, is it's just training for that endurance and not like, you know, like I was, I was talking to. Uh, well, when you say endurance training, people think you're going to run a no. 5K or a no. 10K or a marathon. And it, that's I mean, I like not what that you do. But yeah. what I'm talking about is it's is it's doing a lot of work with very short rest periods. Right. And so your body recovers faster. But what, what I have- Training your body to recover faster. What I have noticed too, and this is, there's another part of that, which is both of us, we have decades of bodybuilding. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Since as a foundation. 14. Yeah. And so <clears throat> perhaps this doesn't apply to everybody else out there you know if you have been sedentary and you're starting now like everybody's gonna start where they're at but i agree with you um i used to be so focused on body fat is that your pc build up to no um, that's just the truth i think endurance training benefits everybody yeah but they might not be doing exactly what you're doing and the weights you're doing and the way you're doing you know it is it's different for everybody yeah but what you're saying is that you're not you're not training because your background, you were a power lifter for many years. Yeah, I mean, I used to have 20 inch arms and at right. one point I weighed 260 with abs and did all that crazy so, stuff. So, and right? so it's power lifting, it's bodybuilding, you know, is that like going to the gym, lifting, having, taking a long, long breaks between sets mm-hmm. and to, to grow and get muscular and like that. And that's basically my background, you know, right. tra- competing in figure and like that. And then a few years back, we introduced the, the, we used to call crazy cardios, but it's right. the, you know, functional uh, training, functional training into it. And, and this is kind of like a step from there. But I think the main thing is this, is that at our age, we, we value the, how it makes us feel right. more than what it, how we look, how we look yet. We're getting better results with this kind of training than we ever did, yep. you know, bodybuilding. And, for me in particular, I I took a long break from the gym like last year. You and I, we both, we both did. did. We had a very, very demanding rough year. Yeah, Very challenging. And <clears throat> when I was there, I, I literally, I was not into it. And I, I wasn't going to ruin my <laughs> ruin my memories of the gym yeah. by like forcing myself Create negative neuro associations so when you go into the gym it's a negative experience right away exactly. just walking exactly i right. talked to a friend of mine about that today so i waited until i was ready i came back this year and i feel better than ever but what i do notice is a couple of weeks ago i had a, a couple of weeks that was very hard for me to get in the gym and right away body aches, mm-hmm. back hurts. Yep. You know, the kids are all between 30 and 50 pounds. So they're heavy kids. So your back hurts and then your low back and your legs. And I'm like, I can't, I can't afford 
to allow myself to, to not get it. in the gym. Yeah, you, you know, gotta, gotta it's the same thing with eating badly. And not that we do compared to the average people, but when I add sugar to my diet, mm -hmm. more than one day, like one treat, body aches. And see, I, I come from the, you know, I'm the meat and potatoes farm food kind of guy, right? Yep. And, and uh, very much cookies, pies, cake, baked goods. I loved all that stuff. You know, a little bit of brown sugar on my oatmeal in the morning and like that. And, and you know, when I had my issues, my cardiac issues mm -hmm. <clears throat> a few years ago, and I was, it was at one point I was given six months to live or less, you know, somewhere, you know, in that six month period, I was going to die. Yep. Uh, I have a stroke or a heart attack. And, and you know, you changed all that mm -hmm. through, I believe the power of God, it was a miracle, but also, um, you know, it was changing what we ate and how we ate. And, well, I, and I did a radical finding out the information. That, that's what I believe. You yeah. Know? And I was, I was, I was, uh, I just changed my diet, changed everything. We started, you know, you did a lot of research on gut health and on inflammation and we took care of that end of it. And yep. it literally solved all of my cardiac issues. Right. Um, and so now I, I know what it's like to feel good and I know the foods that make me not feel good and give me problems. Yeah. And, and the difference is if I have something, you know, like you say, Oh, can't you just go have fun and have this cheap meal? Well, the thing of it is, is it's not a fun experience. Right. Cause I you may, know what comes after that. <laughs> yeah. And so I might have a few minutes of pleasure eating something and then spend the next four or five days trying to you know, deal with the consequences of that and purging that from my system. Right. Right. And so for me, it doesn't feel good. And so food has become a whole different thing. But on the other side of that, <clears throat> you know, we started watching some of these cooking shows and stuff like that. And Gordon Ramsay and some of these other chefs and, and we're learning how to make our food taste really, really good. But I've, I've switched to a diet where there's more plant-based diet. Like I still eat meat. I still eat chicken. And I eat eggs. I don't eat much fish and I don't eat much beef. I eat some turkey, um, but that's basically my diet. And then there's lots of plants in there and, you know, lots of like vegetables and that kind of stuff. Quinoa, like Quinoa. healthy I reduce the amount of grains that I eat because it bothers my stomach. Yeah. And uh, when I do that, my energy levels are through the roof. I don't feel that like at one o'clock every day. I used to have to, I get so tired, right? Yeah. Now I don't get that. The right. other thing we did and I don't want to minimize the food thing. And I know what you did is you went to a complete plant-based plant -based diet. A uh, couple months ago. And yeah. you flourished on that. Yeah, like, it worked. Yeah, Yeah, and you said you feel like me. you really need to do this. You've done it. And it's like, holy smokes, your body just changed dramatically. Yeah. And uh, and you look amazing. <clears throat> um, but it also changes your skin texture. That's what I've energy really levels, noticed today. I was I was looking. Mental clarity. Mental clarity, yeah. Focus, uh -huh. uh, moods. Moods aren't up and down. Energy and, levels. Like yeah. for me, it has really, really. And I I think I've been telling you for a couple of years, like I feel like I need to switch to a plant-based diet. And um, you were always so afraid I was going to make you do it with me. Uh, and yeah, I was I like, just, you, you know, know what? I'm just not one of those hippie type. Like, here's the thing. And I, no, no, no. no. I think hippies finish. are great. Hippies are great, right? <laughs> Let me finish. Love hippies. <laughs> Love you, man. Love you, um, man. You were afraid of that, but it, it was never about that. It was all like... I felt led that way for a long time, a couple of years, and I wouldn't just go for it because I've been always so afraid of the, you know, getting enough calories, getting enough protein, all of, all of that. And 
I did my show like the regular way, you know, with with meat and the WPC show. The yeah. WPC show I did in August, <laughs> and then after that, because I had basically um, my calories logged in for three months, so I had a good database of what ha- worked for me. I was like, you know, this is the time to do it, and it really tried this out by making sure I get the same amount of calories and I'm getting enough. So I'm tracking on my fitness pal app. There's a few others that you can use. Yeah, it is. And, and it works really, really well for me because at the end of the day, I'm always so off about, you know, you, you, you conned me into using that thing and I use it for a little bit. I don't use it anymore and I need to get back to it. But you know what I find with that app? What is it? To me, it just seemed like, why do I want to put a bunch of arbitrary crap in there when I already know in my head what I'm eating every day anyway? Why do I need this? But what happens is you get into your day and your day changes around and pretty soon you look and when you're tracking it, you actually see, wow, dude, I like I'm, I'm short 2000 calories for right. the day. Right. No wonder I'm tired. No right. wonder I don't feel good. Right. And and what it does is it helps you keep on track and be consistent. When you're consistent, mm-hmm. you feel so much better. And for me, a lot of what I do now is all brain work. It's it's marketing and business. Yeah. Um, it's it's all the creative stuff, the writing and and you know, visualizing stories and videos and pictures and all so a lot of it is mental. Creativity, yeah. And being able to focus. Right. You know, the food. I, when you don't eat food enough. And wa- or, food and hydration right. are number one. And if you don't, you can't focus. You just can't. And on a, on a side note, you know, if you're trying to keep your body looking a certain way and it's the holidays and all that, for me, what has really worked is, you know, I track each day, but I don't, like if it's eight o'clock at night and I'm hungry, I will eat something, even if I go over what I had planned for my day, because at the end of the day is the average of your week and and not each day. And that's my point is that when you start obsessing about this arbitrary number that you've chosen, it's bad. Right. Because the thing of it is, is your activity level that day, your stress level that day, your whatever it is, is going to change your caloric needs. Right. And so I've always believed in, you know, you have a general guideline. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you wing it and you go by how you feel that day. Even when I was a competitive bodybuilder, a competitive powerlifter, that's right. that's what I believed in, right? And so I've I've always pushed back against these this stupid app thing that you wanted to use, right? <laughs> but then you, I saw how you were using it. I'm like, okay, let me try this. And I started using it. And I realized, holy crap, I'm really not feeding myself right. as much as I think I I am, right? And so th- then I realized. So when I started to bump up my calories, yeah. Because I know what I need every day right. to get by. I just didn't realize I was that short. And when you're super busy, you don't necessarily feel hungry. You don't. Yeah. So the end of the day comes, everything slows down. And you go like, man, I'm starving. And then you eat way too much all right. at once. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so this is a, it was, it's a good tool, but I agree with you. Like when you get to the end of the day, uh, just because you maybe hit your limit and you're hungry and your body wants something, you give your body something. The right. app doesn't rule your life. It's a right. tool. And then especially now being on plant-based, I'm able to gather like, okay, I only had this much protein. So what I really need, first of all, is a protein shake, you know, bump up and then I'll add whatever else. Right. But, and I think that's where people that change to plant-based it's really hard to gauge your protein and it's honest in my opinion almost impossible to do it without a supplement a a 
vegan protein powder. So, but that's an aside. It worked for me. It has worked for my digestion. It has worked for my skin tone. Yeah. And see, I tried it for a while. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. I, it, it just doesn't work for me. And right. so I know, but then you just again, reduce your amount yeah, it's of the meat. Same, like grains uh, again, like you, you rice bothers you. I can eat rice all day long. Doesn't right. bother me. You know, right. I can eat pasta all day long. Doesn't bother me. If I have oatmeal, I have oatmeal still cut oats in the morning and it will bloat me. You know, right. and so that bloating now it'll go away. But the problem is, if it's bloating me, that's my stomach telling me that hey, right. this is not easy for me to digest. Right. And so if I don't want to have inflammation and gut health problems, mm-hmm. then I need to pay attention to that. Even though I love oatmeal, I've been eating it my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's just giving me problems now. Right. And it doesn't matter how much I eat, it still gives me problems. So I need to... You know, though, um, one thing I would like to share is that the first two or three weeks of switching and having more uh, grains in mm-hmm. my diet, it actually, at first, it did bloat me some. But I think it takes a little, you know, adjusting time for your body to be able to, like, produce more enzymes or whatever. And then after that, like oatmeal used to blow me a lot. Right. And now that I'm not having the eggs in the morning and I'm not having, it actually is digesting really, really well. So there's so many components, you know, so you really have to go by feel and by what your body is telling you. But um, finding that diet that works for you, it's it's key. I mean, you want to stay young diet well and this is the thing like neither one of us are old we don't think old you know we're always busy doing fun and interesting things with our kids and we we enjoy our life it's not like we we're not the kind of people that hey how can we do less right you know it's not like that if if, if anything we're doing an awful lot right but that's our comfort zone that's what we like to do right and so uh, so the aging thing, it's like I was, I was in the grocery store the other day at Vons, and I guess the first Wednesday of every month at our Vons, <laughs> right. seniors, right, fifty five and over get ten percent off. She asked me if I was a senior, and I'm, I'm going. I was my my first reaction was no, right, and it's like. Oh, it's just, are you 55 and over? And I go, yeah, I'm 60. Oh, okay. Well, you get 10% off. And I was almost like, no, no, I don't want it. You know, but it's like, oh yeah, okay. Why not? 10%, right? But I I just don't see myself as what I thought as a kid, what 60 was. Sure. Because it was a bunch of old farts that sat in the chair and fell asleep. I remember like, when I'm 40, I'll be so old. (laughs) I remember thinking that. But I remember my grandpa and people that were 60 years old, they sat there and sort of grinned a lot and fell asleep in the chair. That's what they did, right? (laughs) And uh, and, and they just really didn't move much, you know? But it's, uh, you know, that's that's not us. And so... I'm not worried about being 80 and having young kids. I, I think I'm going to be fine. I think I'm going to be fine at 90. I think I'm going to be fine at 100. Uh, I you think, definitely have the uh, family history. To, yeah, my grandma yeah. went to 97, right? And, right? and she was, you know, full of... Pretty sharp. I call it piss and vinegar. That's what she would call it. She, anyway, I won't go into that. But uh, yeah, granny had lots of energy. and But she always, uh, you know, up until she broke, uh, she broke something... And then she didn't want to go in the wintertime and get her mail anymore, but she used to walk to get her mail like a mile to get her mail every day. Yeah. And and so it's just staying physically active when you stop. If you break your arm and put it in a cast, look at what happens to your arm when you take it off after six weeks or eight weeks. It atrophies. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing. If you're parked on the couch all day long, Mm -hmm. your whole body, your whole musculature starts Mm -hmm. to atrophy. So, and your flexibility reduces. Mm -hmm. So you become stiff and then you get little pains and aches and stuff like that. So you don't want to move and you know, you got to keep moving. You got to be physically active Mm -hmm. and you got to feed your body 
what it needs. And I think that's always the struggle in our culture. And I probably in most cultures, uh, because we eat foods for a lot of different reasons and rarely are they ever based on what your body needs. Right. And that's something that you've really helped me with. Uh, because it was foods that I grew attached to as a kid that I liked, and these are things I liked, and that's what I ate. And now I don't eat a lot of those things anymore. There's other things I like because they make me feel really good. Right. You know, and so I, I think that's one of the biggest and hardest things to get past. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, you like I still enjoy, you know, I'll have a, I, li- I like pie, you know, or I like cake and, you know, but we just do it in a healthy way and, and I, but not the, every day, all the time. No, yeah. it's not something that's there all the time, you know? Exactly. <clears throat> and so it's just eating more what my body needs and what my body performs well with and the stuff that it doesn't perform well with, don't don't eat that stuff. Right. And Or eat it, you know, as a treat. Yeah, it's really common sense, you know? I mean, seriously, you see it in our kids that <laughs> they don't have sugar every day. No. Like, they'll have a little brown sugar on their oatmeal, like, whatever, but... Every Saturday Katie night. Katie likes fruit and vegetables. That's yeah. all she wants to eat is fruit and vegetables. Yeah. And I mean, when they. No, 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 no. But you give her like a bag of cookies. Oh, she'll she'll probably eat them all. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Absolutely. so it's just something just she has learned in the last year. And she, you know, and she loves it unless the bag of cookies are there. But open then you and look at Jesse and he wants to drink kombucha and, and green juice. He could care less about the cookies. He could care less. You give him a bowl of ice cream and he'll way. say no thanks. Yeah. And you it's have like, a couple. Dude, it's ice cream, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no. Nope. But uh, on that note, the ice cream every Saturday. Now we have a little tradition that we go for ice cream. Yeah. So we go out of the house. You know, it's this whole thing instead of having ice cream in the house. So we go there, and the girls, they they're getting their ice cream, and they're already asking if I finish, can I have Even another more? one? You yeah. know, like they're just and. And so he will have a few scoops, and we are always ready to uh, clean up his ice cream for him because he never wants to finish it. But. Yeah. All three of them, within 10 to 15 minutes of eating that. They're crazy. They are, dr- they are like Drunks. drunk people. <laughs> yeah. Like Katie will They're not- Laughing and laughing. crying and running around and tripping and falling. <laughs> and, and just and- making bad choices and yeah. just like doing all kinds of like really silly thing. And then they're crying. Yeah. Every time in the car. And like you look at that and you're like- sugar is it's a drug you know it goes into your brain and i'm really like i hate putting labels on things and i never tell them like this is bad or it's bad Mm. food i just say you know this doesn't make you feel good good, you know and it's not real so this is a treat we have it sometimes on 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 halloween we let them basically like eat whatever they wanted. And then next day we're going to the beach. We're like, we're giving all this away. And Emma was sick as a dog. <gasps> she was so sick. Cause she was opening that stuff and putting her mouth. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, and then she, her tummy hurt so much. So now she's like, yeah, this makes my tummy hurt. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. her reference. And, um, they have lollipops once a week. I when remember they go somebody did the same to thing therapy. to me when I was a kid with cigarettes. <laughs> bought me a pack of cigarettes and just chain smoked them until you puke your guts out and then you never want to look at a cigarette I did ever again. the same thing I was like probably did 13. you plan to do that with the Halloween treats or did it just happen that way no no I did it the same thing with cigarettes when I was in high school we haven't given our kids cigarettes no <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't recommend it. That's a, that's I'm a, just saying, that's me, as dark as we get as Halloween me candy. And my friend Barbara and another friend, 
Barbara's the worst. Maria Luisa. The wife. We, uh, we went and we got a pack of cigarettes, which like in Brazil back then, nobody would card you or anything. And we're like, oh, we're going to be like, we're going to go smoke cigarettes and be the cool kids. And we smoke one or two, or I don't, I don't remember. I just remember feeling so sick. <laughs> I think, I think I threw up. I don't know if we all threw up, but yeah. How do you I, say that in Portuguese? Stop it. Smoke so much, and it would be one of the Stop cool it. No, I won't hear it. But there's Portuguese. one Stay more piece of this puzzle Stay that we have not talked about. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk we're about it in our next show. show. We're going to do another show, and we're going to talk because about- Because Terry had coffee, and he talked too much. We have, we have, uh, we're going to talk about hormone replacement therapy, because that's another part of the equation, but I think that's a whole show. Do you think so? I think, it, I think it's a, there's a lot there. There's enough to talk about. I think we should maybe have Susie on as a guest. Well, now we have to talk about it a little bit. Okay, we're going to talk about it a little. Just uh, a little. What Terry. we did is six months ago, we started, uh, we looked into, went and got tested. Both Anna and I had very, very, very low testosterone. Uh, and so uh, and I that's had part of aging. Basically zero, 0 0.3. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, you should be around 20 to be healthy. And this is the thing I think a lot of women don't understand is that they think testosterone is only for men. Right. But women also need testosterone. Need it. Right. You need it for focus. You need it yeah. for energy. You need it for libido. You need it for like it just. You need it for libido. <laughs> yeah. And libido. <laughs> and libido. And that's pretty much, yeah. that's where it ends and starts and ends. But also my estrogen was too high. Right. And so, you know, I had to take this pills, uh, it's called dim and it brings it down. And so a lot of the water weight I was retaining and, you know, I've never really had a midsection fat and then I, I was carrying fat that way. So there's a lot of like, I, I've got enough for you. So you don't really need it. any, but that is something that made us yeah. go and, and maybe, maybe we'll have out. Susie. We should just have her as a guest and talk about it. I think it that's a great idea. Cause she'll be able to truly yeah. explain no, it's, how it's, it happens and, I think there's a, you know, for the uninformed out mm -hmm. there, there was a time when steroids were not illegal. Right. Where they were a drug that were used for people that uh, weren't producing for any medical reason enough testosterone, which is a health risk. Right. Uh, and so there was testosterone. You went to a doctor and you got testosterone. Then it became illegal. And of course now- Because people are abusing it because they wanted to be- Right. Like, well, it was performance. It all right. started with- uh, uh, because of what I can't the Olympian, remember the Olympian. I yeah, remember. Yeah, the yeah. Canadian guy. Ben. Ben Johnson, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, when Ben Johnson got caught, they had the Dublin Inquiry in Canada, and then after that, steroids became illegal. Well, now they're, they're illegal if you obtain them illegally, but you can have hormone replacement therapy, therapy with a, uh, a licensed healthcare provider. Right. And, uh, and it's if you're deficient in hormones. Right. And you need them to be It'll supplemented. Be yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And so that's for men and for women. Yeah. And both of us went and got tested. Yep. A uh, very close friend of ours is uh, is a practitioner, and she started this business. So she, so we went and got tested, and of course both of us were very low. So we supplement our testosterone and a couple other things, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, and for me, it it took probably two or three weeks. Um, until it, I really started to notice a difference. It, 
it, it, there's a change in your body. You know, you don't like for a, an older guy, you start to develop, you know, just patterns where parts in your body just start getting fatter and like that. Yeah. Just um, like women. Yeah. Yeah. So it stopped that. But the biggest thing for me that I noticed was again, the, the ability to concentrate right. and focus and, and uh, it just was starting to go, go. And there's and so a depression. The food makes a difference. Yeah, there is. You, you, there is a, when your testosterone is low, depression is certainly one of the, one of the markers, right? Yeah. Um, inability to sleep, insomnia. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're so tired, but you can't sleep. But you can't sleep. Right. Right. And, and, uh, and so uh, and the mood swings and stuff like that. And of course, it's exacerbated by not sleeping. Right. Um, so we fixed it with food as much as we could. But the hormone replacement therapy has been a game changer for me. Absolutely. You know, and I know it has been for you. And I know uh, for a short period there for about a month, uh, we weren't able to get our treatment. And both of us noticed it dramatically. Mm -hmm. And we're back now. And I think we're about three or four weeks into it. And it, you know, it's just, it's night and day. Yes, it is. And so that's something I think deserves a lot more time. And I'd like to talk with Susie, I think, because Susie is the professional. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree because she'll be able to give, you know, the, the medical side of it. We can tell you from being the patient, right? (laughs) What it does, what truly does is like, I don't care about my numbers, but I do care about how I feel. Right. Um, And libido. (laughs) exactly (laughs) and you know with three toddlers we gotta make sure we have extra energy (laughs) but when you get that 15 minutes you want to make good use of it right that 15 minute nap it's like okay hold on should I Gotta go, honey, nap? real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> but it, it's definitely something that it, it, it shouldn't be overlooked. If you don't feel like you are, you know, like don't blame it on age. Don't blame it on, like people used to tell me when I said, I'm, but I'm so tired. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you have three kids. Of course you're tired. And it's like, no, you know yourself. Like, you know, when you, well, and it, it's so fine. That might be the case, but why do you have to stay tired? <laughs> right. Yeah. If there's something that can make you feel better, no, why you, do, would you not no, use but it? You know, you know, I think that most people just don't look into the, 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 the well, I, information I think, because I think they what just, it is, there's a stigma. I, 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 I think what it is, there's a stigma there because that's the because that when I've I told to my about mom about it, it oh, yeah, yeah. she's like, oh, you don't mess with hormones. Yeah. You know, you are going to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. But when you go through midlife crisis, they, they, with it, and that's the whole thing. You buy a Corvette. You buy, no, I mean women. <laughs> <laughs> women don't buy Corvettes. They just get hot flashes. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. That's not midlife crisis. <clears throat> no, 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 no. It's not it's a crisis. Different. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is a crisis, but not the same thing. No, but uh, that's the thing when you when you uh, when when you have a it's a medical condition where and not everybody has it right and and some people have it worse than others, yeah. you know. But it, it you have a lot of health issues that put you at risk right. if your hormones are not where they need to be. Right. And so, why would you when we have the science that allows us to? I mean, people have no problem taking pain pain medicine right or sleep medicine. Or, I mean, you know, if you cholesterol, if you got a cholesterol problem, you could change your freaking diet and your lifestyle, but no, no, let's take a pill. Right. But something as innocuous and, and honestly very safe. 
right. really n- no major side effects if you're monitored that you really have to be concerned with right. is hormone replacement therapy. Right. And it will change your life, literally changes your life. Why? So it's just a mental thing. I yeah. think. With the people that I've talked to, it's just like, oh, you know. I'm scared of Hormones, it, yeah. you know, you're going to turn, you're going to roid rage, you know. It's right. like, no, dude, here's the difference. I'm using... 100 milligrams of testosterone a week, testosterone cypionate, 100 milligrams. Okay. Not mentioning any names, but I know, uh, you know, 2000 milligrams per week. Right. (laughs) You know, I've known some bodybuilders and powerlifters that use that and much, much more. Sure. You know what I mean? And so there's use and abuse. Right. And the thing of it is, is the problem with it, not going to a clinic and into a professional is, you're probably not getting your blood tested, so you don't know if you are running into problems. Right, your liver and liver, heart, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. your platelets could be high. Anything could happen. But we go to regular to a doctor, get blood, get our blood work done, and if there's a problem, we address the problem, which there hasn't been any problems. Mm-hmm. But it's a relatively safe. Like there's no side effects. Right. You know, I mean, there are potential side effects, but if you're being monitored. Yeah, and if they show up, you deal with it, and if you don't, well, you just don't have it. It's just you and know, with us, we have no side effects, right? And it's just it, and that's the thing. Like it, it's it's a tool. You know, you do everything in your power to do things naturally with food and exercise, but then there's a part of it that you can't you can't you can't balance out your hormones with food and exercise. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's for everybody. What I'm saying is, if you want to do it. Don't let some stupid, you know, preconceived notion about the evils of this. Now I know why yesterday Jesse was saying stupid. Really? Yes. He's learned it from me? Yes. <laughs> I was, I was folding a- laundry and then Katie comes in crying and she's like, Jesse told me I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use stupid that often. I don't call people stupid. I know. But it's that one time that you, maybe you said I okay, did listen. something stupid, I, and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm going doing to, really good with I'm the not cussing thing." Archive that word and use it on my sister. They're going to learn stupid somewhere, honey. It ought to be at home. Okay, not in the street. Yeah. <laughs> in some 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 shadowy alley somewhere, right? Right. But yeah, where all from the toddlers a, from go. From a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to learn that at home. <laughs> No, but uh, hormone replacement therapy, don't let misinformation stand in the way of your health and happiness. Don't be know. stupid. Don't be stupid. <laughs> stupid. <That's> terrible. <laughs> it, it does sound pretty bad. Yeah, it Okay, does. I retract the stupid thing. <laughs> Look into it. If you're, not feeling your, if you're not feeling 100%, if you... Well, if let's you, do a show with Susie, and then they can, make, they can make an informed decision from there. That's a deal. Okay. And with that... <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up. Go have our, our 15 minutes of fun while the kids are still napping. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, to uh, to Good Light Unscripted, the podcast. We'll be back in a couple of days with a new episode.